Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. One of the headlines over the weekend, of course, was the declaration of victory by Vladimir Putin as he attempted to annex four parts of Ukraine, mostly in that eastern Donbass region. The act tells us a lot about what's actually going on inside of Russia and in inside Ukraine. Uh, we've noticed over the weekend that uh, even some of these places that Putin has declared victory over have actually come back under Ukrainian control. So the question now is, is Vladimir Putin's declaration of victory the ultimate admission of defeat? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, that really is the question. Uh, will these moves by Vladimir Putin hide uh, how successful the Ukrainians have been? Uh, will it really upset or upend uh, how awful the Russian army has performed? And what does it mean for Vladimir Putin? Is any of this uh, reversible? Or is Vladimir Putin on an irreversible course to defeat? And so we want to analyze and break that down just a little bit as we try to think again about what's happening in Ukraine, what Russia is doing and not doing. Really interesting on uh, this week on, a on ABC, uh, Jonathan Carl interviewed former CIA Director General Petraeus and asked about the significance of Vladimir Putin's decision to attempt to annex that territory in Ukraine, make it Russian-controlled, uh, even when he doesn't actually have control of it, when uh, suddenly Ukrainian flags are flying in some of these territories. General Petraeus' response was interesting. It is significant, uh, but it's also desperate. Uh, he is losing, and the battlefield reality he faces is, I think, irreversible. In other words... Over the last seven months, President Zelensky and Ukraine have mobilized vastly better than has Russia. In other words, Ukraine has recruited, trained, equipped, organized, and employed forces incomparably better than Russia has. And the reality facing Russia now is that Ukraine, a country a third the size of Russia, has a bigger, much more effective army on the ground and other assets as well. Petraeus went on to talk about Russian losses on the battlefield and the impact, especially as we march towards winter. And again, they're losing on the battlefield, and it's going to continue. The only question really is when do you start to see not just individual soldiers or small units surrender, but when you start to see larger units crumble, crack, and perhaps actually collapse. And I think that will be coming. So that's interesting. Uh, very strong words from uh, General Petraeus uh, saying that he thinks these larger armor units either surrendering or simply crumbling uh, is coming. And so, again, as we, we know that winter is on its way, we uh, anticipate and expect that Vladimir Putin is going to try to keep this a stalemate into the winter months, gives him a chance to 
recalibrate things, repurpose his messaging of victory, repurposing this annexation of these territories. And to me, that's going to be the real challenge, I think, for Vladimir Putin is can he actually sell that and hold that as it moves into the winter? We He was also asked if Vladimir Putin can expect to face additional opposition inside of Russia after some of the protests that have begun to emerge about the recent mobilization. This is why he didn't declare even the partial mobilization until just now. He was hesitant. Uh, and of course, now it's too late because he can't generate enough capable replacements and forces and, and units to plug the gaps. Uh, they're just going to continue to try to reestablish new defensive lines in the east. They're going to lose Kherson in the south. And eventually you're going to see some puncture uh, in uh, Donetsk and Zaporizhia in the center south as well. So again, they're in a very, very difficult situation. Reportedly, more Russian men have left the country than have actually been conscripted. That's an interesting think again moment that more Russian men have left the country than have actually been conscripted uh, by this draft that Vladimir Putin has instituted throughout Russia. Now, let's uh, shift gears just a little bit. Uh, in a CNN interview, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin uh, talked about, of course, Vladimir Putin's biggest threat, the use of tactical nuclear weapons, uh, because this is now declared Russian territory, even though the rest of the world has not acknowledged that or accepted that. uh, That that really becomes the test, I think, is will Vladimir Putin continue to rattle the saber or will he say, nope, now if you come into these areas, this is actually Russian territory. We take that as a direct threat. Uh, Here's what Defense uh, Secretary Lloyd Austin said. Again, it's an illegal claim. It's an irresponsible uh, statement. This nuclear sable rattling is not the kind of thing that that we would expect to hear from uh, leaders of of large countries with with capability. Uh, And so what, what, what we can expect to see, we can expect that the Ukrainians will continue uh, to move forward and attempt to take back all of the, the territory uh, within, their, within their sovereign borders here. And so I don't think that's going to stop, and we will continue to support them in their efforts. It's an important uh, declaration of the United States support that the U.S. will continue to support the Ukrainians in their fight for its territory within their sovereign area. Uh, within that uh, declared space there. Uh, also on this CNN interview with Fareed Zakari, uh, Secretary Austin uh, was asked what his view was on the Ukrainian military performance thus far, and more importantly, what the war might look like, again, moving forward. It's hard to predict uh, what exactly is going to happen. I think the Ukrainians have amazed the world in terms of their ability uh, to uh, to fight back, their ability uh, to exercise uh, initiative, uh, their commitment to the defense of, of their democracy, uh, and that willingness to fight has uh, rallied the international community uh, in, in, in an effort to help uh, provide them the security assistance so that they can continue to fight. So I think as we look at all of this and try to get a full assessment in terms of what is going on and what comes next, there was uh, one other quote from General Petraeus that I found particularly interesting uh, in talking about Vladimir Putin's bravado uh, and declarations of victory and annexation. Petraeus said, no amount of annexation, no amount of even veiled nuclear threats can get him, meaning Vladimir Putin, out of this situation. 
And I think that's what many on the international front, many of my sources are beginning to look at is, is this now, has the train left the station? And is there any kind of exit ramp for Vladimir Putin to either save face, uh, stay in power? He continues to control things, uh, obviously, inside of Russia, although we've seen increasing protests. We've seen that increase at the border of uh, men in particular fleeing the country uh, as the conscription continues uh, to move forward there. Uh, Petraeus also said that Vladimir Putin is going to continue to lose on the battlefield. And that's the going to be the real challenge. Uh, and the the more he continues to sustain those losses, uh, the harder it's going to be for Vladimir Putin uh, to move through those winter months. Some of those areas where he's declared annexation, uh, if he continues to lose those cities, which include crucial supply lines, uh, then the winter becomes a very dark and a very cold one for Vladimir Putin. And uh, finding the exit ramp may be the high priority for someone who is functioning within an inner circle of one. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 